We have all had painful events in our lives that can lead to depression, anxiety, addiction, or broken relationships. But here's a secret. It is not about what happened to us that causes suffering. It's the stories we believe about ourselves. Join us as we shine light on how to rewrite our stories, avoid the shadows of shame, and travel along the pathway to joy, love, and connection. It's the Finding Peace Podcast with your host, Amazon best-selling author, Troy L. Love. Hello and welcome to the Finding Peace Podcast. Did you know that April is Stress Awareness Month? I never really pay attention to those kind of months. There's so many different months for so many different things, but stress awareness is something that we talk a lot about on the podcast all the time. And today I have a special guest with me. I have a singer-songwriter, country's fresh new face, Erin Cosgrove. And she's going to be talking about her own experience with anxiety and mental health and how she copes with that as she tried to move forward, especially when COVID hit in March 2019. She came out in October with her latest release, A Time to Live, and we're going to have an opportunity to hear that soon. So put your hands together and join me in welcoming Erin Cosgrove. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> tell me uh, tell me a little bit about your story and how you came to the place of where you're at today and what you are wanting to share with the world. Oh, man. Do we want the abbreviated version or do we want the long version? <laughs> Whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Um, I'll do a mix mash of both. Uh, so I started basically singing when I was like five, six. My mom says I was like walking around the house making up songs and lyrics and all that good stuff um and then it kind of spiraled into doing you know like the school plays and musicals and all that good jazz um and I've always been in, interested in music and like the arts my entire life it's just something I've always been drawn to um so all through grade school all through middle school all through high school um I was in a national show choir in high school which really kind of propelled me into more of like the professional side of it um you know used to compete in states and all county all that stuff um had a vocal coach started singing italian arias all that stuff uh and then i graduated high school and i i was gonna go to college and then i was like oh no i was like what do i do with music and i was like i don't know maybe i should study music <laughs> so not having any clue, you know, what I was doing. I was like, I'm just going to study opera because that's what we were singing, you know, in choir and whatnot. Um, and ended up going to school for music, ended up hating it. Mm. What did <laughs> but, you hate about it? Oh, just the structure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Just everything, you know, someone telling me what to do. <laughs> um, I, I didn't enjoy my professors telling me I had to sing a certain way when I was like, no, that's not how I sing. Mm. Or no, that's not how I want to sing it. Um, and, you know, in college, I ended up getting a job uh, working at a theme park performing for a couple of their, you know, uh, shows that they 
they had. Um, and I obviously watched as a kid growing up. So it was kind of cool to perform and work with um, them. And then once I graduated college, um, I kind of steered more toward like the acting industry because I had kind of gotten burnout um, in the music industry just from, you know, it being shoved down my throat for four years. <laughs> um, and I had some interesting experiences too. So I was a little bit turned off by it. Uh, and then from there, I decided to move to LA um, because I had a bunch of friends that I went to high school with who were directors and producers. And they had, they had said, why don't you come out and try acting? And I was like, okay, sure. It's kind of like music. It's similar. So I did that. Um, moved out here, got an agent and started acting and I was in a couple TV shows and then I started writing music and like playing the guitar and my friends were like well, why don't you go perform and play music I was like I don't know I should because <laughs> that's what I love um, and then you know that kind of transposed into I got burned out from the acting and um, but then I was writing music for tv shows and stuff like that so i was like okay well i guess i can do both so i was still acting um and then doing the music thing and i was starting to write more and then i got hooked up with um a producer out here who's awesome uh, michael blue he's a grammy award-winning producer who did like colby clay and like one republic um and from there i was kind of like okay well maybe i can this sounds good we'll just go this way we'll just do this uh and i was just you know doing a bunch of festival shows and i was it's from there you know that's kind of where we're at now and then unfortunately you know my momentum kind of hit rock bottom as everyone else's did um you know on march 15th mm -hmm. the day that my single came out <laughs> <laughs> my single last year came out um so that was really tough and that's you know this year which i don't even consider a year i skipped 2020 and just refer to if i say last year i'm actually referring to 2019 Got it. um <laughs> um but yeah once once 2020 hit it was really an interesting uphill battle for me and i think that's kind of where the whole stress awareness and mental health really came into play because it was it was really hard um you know all the stuff i worked for and all the stuff that my team had worked for my manager and my publicist and all these things, you know, all these interviews set up and all these appearances and all these like, you know, grandiose plans, um, just vanished. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of depression, uh, anxiety for a while, uh, especially here in California. It was just like kind of crazy. Yeah. Nightmare, actually, it was ridiculous. Still is. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, until about, I would say, maybe like May-ish, you know, I finally was like, okay, I can try to function here and we'll just move forward. So then I started doing, so we just started doing some like pre-production for a music video. So we ended up shooting that, thankfully, um, I want to say in like July. Um, and then I was asked to do a festival show in Missouri. Uh, which was really awesome um, in August. So that kind of propelled me and like helped me like, okay, there's still parts of the world that, you know, are open and people are still doing their thing and there's still music happening. And I think once I played that show, I was able to kind of 
all right, let's see what else we can do. And hence where time to live, which is what we were getting to and talking about with the, um, you know, finding peace and whatnot is kind of where that came out of. And so time to live is basically a sign of hope and we got this and, you know, don't live in fear and, and live your life and do what you can and stay positive and all this stuff. So I think I wrote it more for me than I did for anybody else. Um, but it was, it was a great little tune that I really kind of fell in love with. And I still listen to just, which is rare. I don't listen to my music. I'm like, I don't like it. I'm like, I don't want to hear that. I've heard it a million times. I don't want to hear that song, but this one kind of resonates more because it's like, okay, it's still, it's still like fresh. It's still, um, it's still happening. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, would it be okay if we, thank you so much. (laughs) Would it be okay if we let the listeners hear your song right now? Yes, please. Absolutely. down on my knees there's only one thing i can do that please the pain and sadness in my life has become experiencing what we call in my work attachment wounds and the wound is loss 
um, yeah. which a lot of people were going through. A lot. Uh, like, the, as you were talking, the expression that came is the day the music died, March 15th, the day the music died, right? Um, so many losses. People weren't able to walk the line for graduation. People yeah. were not able to go to attend funerals of loved ones, all Ugh. of those kind of things. And your world came to a screech, screeching halt. How did you, maybe even just the creative process of writing that song, what was that like for you? Hmm, have to go back. I try to block it all out. <laughs> 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 to be honest, I, I don't you. really remember a lot of last year. Um, <laughs> PTSD, man. Mm -hmm. uh, it's real, totally real. It, it is, it really is. Like you really try to forget things that make you miserable and that's, that's honestly true. Um, my writing process is pretty common, I think, for a lot of people. A lot of the times I'll get these melodies, I'll just be laying in bed and I'll just be that three o'clock witching hour and I'm like, oh, there's a song. Do I want to get up? Do I want to record this? Mm, maybe. <laughs> is it good enough? Do I like it enough? All right, I'll get up. So then I go in my bathroom singing in my phone get a melody all right probably won't listen to it for like a week mm. then uh i'll be going through my phone I'm like oh i recorded this and i'll listen to it again i'm like if it gets stuck in my head and i keep singing it then i'm like all right we're gonna write this because that means to me that it's something that if it's if it's getting stuck in my head and i can't get out then it needs to be written needs to be taken out of my head and put on the paper um so then i'll just kind of start singing it humming it maybe i'll grab my guitar and just play around with some some chords and um i honestly don't even remember uh where the lyrics came from how they came into my head this one was different i don't know it was it was like it was it was weird it it kind of had its own it just kind of happened i don't know it was mm -hmm. i honestly I, re I really don't remember like how i actually came up with the lyrics usually i'm like oh yeah you know i, I had a, a idea in my head like i wanted to write this i wanted to write that i may have had it you know something like in the back of my head thinking that i mm -hmm. wanted to write about you know the whole situation and i think maybe i started off with like some dark stuff <laughs> And I was like, no, I can't do this. This is too dark. I actually may have written a couple songs like before that that were just like, die, death, like not good. <laughs> really messed up. Like, okay, I need to go this direction, not that direction. <laughs> well, I think that's part of the emotional process. We have yeah. to feel, yeah, we, you know, we're kind of taught a lot that we're not, it's not okay to feel things. Yeah. You gotta shove it down. But really, what I'm hearing you say is that working through some of the anger and the frustration and the stress allowed you to come to a place where you're able to come to that new perspective that there is a time right. to live. Yeah. That's really what we do, whether we're writing a song or trying to find a way to move forward is right. giving ourselves permission to feel so we can yeah. come to a new sense of peace, which is what you did. Yeah. And actually I'm, I'm kind of remembering now, I'm just like going back in my head. I, there was like, I, you know, I tried to write some stuff early on and it was just so dark and so hateful and just so like angry. I was like, mm. A, this isn't good music. B, no one wants to hear this. 
C, I don't want to hear this. And this is not like, this is not my, this isn't me. So I, I didn't even want to continue writing it. I wrote it down for the time being and I went through the process of it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Moving on. Like next song, not good. So that's why, you know, I think there was like probably three songs in there between April and October that didn't make the cut. <laughs> and, you know, I, I've, I've talked to some songwriters and other authors and stuff. I'm sure so many songs uh, don't make it. But it's part of the process of learning and growing and figuring out what works. And um, Brene Brown and her work as a social worker says it's a shitty first draft. You know, you know, it's okay. It, yeah. we, that's part of the creative process. And we work on it. And sometimes we throw it away and try something else. That's what it's. We do that with songwriting. We do that with life try to figure out what's going to work for us yeah and then it's funny too because you can actually like sometimes you, you'll go back and like you'll look at the stuff and you'll say okay well i'm not in that place anymore and i kind of like that line or i kind of like that melody let's incorporate this into something else mm. i like to write everything down and keep it because i feel like everything that you feel and everything that you write and everything that you have is like it's still usable it just might not be usable in that moment yeah I love that. One of the things that they they told me about you is that you really feel like it's your your um, your producer told me uh, is that you really think it's important to set some time aside every day to put yourself first. Can you tell me why that's so important for you? Um, I like my space. <laughs> I think everyone kind of does, but there's only, you know, some people don't give themselves the time to do that. And it's important because if you don't, you like lose your mind. You drive yourself crazy. Mm. Um, and if you aren't helping yourself, you're not helping anybody else. So you gotta be, you know, you gotta be okay with you <clears throat> before you can really be in anybody else's life and help anybody else because you're just going to put that, negativeness onto somebody else absolutely one of the things that we talk a lot about on the podcast is self-care and doing it every day finding time to take care of ourselves every day sometimes we're the last person to take care of ourselves we're so busy doing all, all kinds of other things so even taking time every day to write music or to uh, take a bubble bath or go for a walk or whatever it is that helps you find yourself grounded in things. I think it's an excellent way of helping us be able to then show up and use our talents and skills and abilities in the world. We need to take some time for ourselves. So that's beautiful. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Erin, where can people learn about you? Um, I am all over the internet. <laughs> If you want to know something, you probably can find it. <laughs> uh, all my social pages, uh, my main one's Instagram. It's uh, at Aaron Cosgrove official. I have a Facebook page. I occasionally post to Twitter. Not my favorite platform, but I'm on there. Um, TikTok. Uh, what else? YouTube. Mostly Instagram now. That's a that's my like that. if you. What's that? A lot of people like Instagram for that. So yeah, 
we'll yeah. be we'll be posting all the links to all of your places in the show notes. So if anybody wants to go check her out, I know Erin that you are having a new song that's coming out shortly. Can you tell us about <laughs> that? Yeah, so that one I'm super excited for. Um, and honestly, I've been hanging on to it for a while. We were planning on releasing it last summer. Obviously, that wasn't going to happen, and I wasn't going to let that one go. Um, so we ended up shooting a music video for it. There's actually a line dance to it. And uh-huh. yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's exciting. I know. Um, and that one's going to be coming out in June. Uh, so we'll be in Nashville for that. We're going to be doing a big release party on Broadway. Um, I've got a couple of friends that we're also going to be doing some releases with. as like a co-release, I think, to kind of, you know, build some momentum and get everyone excited about all of our singles. So that will be out in June. Um, and we'll be putting some teasers out, um, some little snippets here and there. And that will be available all over um, the music video as well. Be it Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Apple, Amazon, all those good channels. Um, and hopefully we can get serious to pick this one up too. So fingers nice. crossed. Well, and that I, one's, oh, by the way, it's called Ride That Bull. I'm like, oh, what's it called? <laughs> Ride That Bull. Ride That Bull. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it when it comes out. It'll be well, fun. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for spending time with us this this week. I wish you well in your career as a singer. Thank you, Troy. Pleasure talking to you. Yeah. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. You've been listening to the Finding Peace podcast. If you loved the show or want to ask a question, let us know by going to TroyLLove.com. There, you can also learn about the Finding Peace 5-Day Challenge. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss the next episode. And if you are listening on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. It helps other people find this podcast more easily. Thank you for spending part of your journey with us. Copyright Finding Peace Consulting.